0: Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, everyone. Jordan and Lexi here, as usual. Per Um. So all the quarantiney things that have been happening has made us start thinking about some things that we're going to discuss with you guys today. Um, basically, the topic, the way that we decided to phrase this is, should Christians be conspiracy theorists? Um, <laughs> and that's that's the best way that we could think that we wanted to title this. But basically, yeah. what we wanted to kind of think and discuss through is how are we to hold to Romans 13 in Mm -hmm. a time of government overreach Mm -hmm. and how are we supposed to react as Christians? How do we, um, still keep in mind what God tells us to do with authorities, what we know about God's sovereignty. Um, and then also should we even let our minds go down the road of all the conspiracy theories and Bill Gates and, Mm. Wuhan Mm -hmm. and everything that you can read online. Um, Should we even let our minds go there? So anyways, we're just going to kind of chat it out today and see where it goes.
1: Yeah, I think something too that's unique for the timing of when this is coming out is stuff that you and I have probably believed over the last month is now coming to mainstream media. So this isn't like hypothetical anymore. This is actual numbers. Things are not as bad as they say they were. We have false prophets yet again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this isn't just stuff that you and I are speculating about at this point. This is legitimate numbers right. at this point. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, I thought it was funny. Did you see the Babylon Bee meme that came out? I might have. Okay. okay. There was a funny Babylon Bee. So another reason why I thought it would be good for us to talk about this is because we're – a lot of states are going to be coming out of quarantine here within the next couple weeks, sadly, not Illinois. Um <laughs> I did, I did see a little video clip before I came down where someone asked our governor like, okay, so Southern Illinois, they're not seeing the same numbers as what, um, more of the urban parts of Illinois were seeing. Um, what do you say to those people that are asking for their, um, quarantines to be taken off or their, um, regulations taken off? And he just literally laughed. He literally laughed and he was like, I don't even know how to answer that. I'm like, are you serious? Really? Like, that's a legit question. Weird. Yeah, um, that's
1: totally legitimate. Did you see yeah. the guy? Uh, did I text you about that last night? The what? the governor that was saying he thinks phase one will take two years in uh, his state.
0: Yeah.
1: What? Yeah, state and there were uh, Gosh, I don't. I don't remember. I'd have to ask Brian. But there was a guy that was like responding to it, saying, "What would you do? What would your church do if it was two years?" And most people were like, "Well, we'd probably just have to get used to Zoom." I'm like, "No."
0: Yeah. No. That's crazy town. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we I southern, southern church and- after two years of that. Yeah. Right. Um, Southern Illinois is a completely different beast than Northern Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. We are not Chicago. We do not have the same population. Um, so it has been much different for us than it has been for Chicago. So, I mean, it's a legit question. And yeah. I mean, always, there's always people in Southern Illinois that are like, we need to divide the state, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, that was just a Interesting little tidbit, but yeah. as we are um, within the next couple weeks, for most of you, probably not for us, but going to be ending our quarantines and going about our normal lives, I thought it may be good um, for us to kind of have a little bit of a postmortem <laughs> of of our quarantine time. Um, and to be cautious not to be judging one another, um, and be too harsh with one another. Oh, I was going to say the Babylon Bee. So it was the funny Babylon B. meme was, uh, Here I have it. It says COVID-19 talking points and translation guide. Talking point, shutting down the whole economy could have some bad consequences. Translation, I want people to die. I'm a little worried (laughs) about government overreach. Translation, I want people to die. And there's like eight or nine of these. And then the last one is stay the blank at home. (laughs) And the translation for that is I have unlimited love for humanity. And I believe (laughs) we can end death for good. (laughs) which is really funny. And sadly, like that has been, the, mm-hmm. that has been how people have acted. If you say anything that's other than what mainstream media is saying, you don't mm-hmm. love people anymore and you want people yep. to die. And yeah, I think
1: that's why it's incredible. so important to let God's word be the standard and not what mainstream culture or media or politicians, what they're saying, because even as we'll see a little bit talking about the doctrine, of the lesser magistrates, their standard is to be God's word and the fact that it's not God's word doesn't change the truth of that it just means they need to repent.
0: <laughs> yeah, very much. So, yeah. So, um, I think first when we think through should we be conspiracy theorists? So, when I when I say should we be conspiracy theorists, what I'm saying is should we just wholeheartedly believe what our Rulers and authorities are telling us and be wholeheartedly submitted to them in that way or should we be? Independently thinking through and researching stuff whenever seasons like this arrive Um This is the first one that I have ever lived through and most most everyone else This is the first like government overreach like clear government overreach that we have experienced mm-hmm. um, so uh when I'm, when I'm talking about this, that's, that's kind of the frame of reference that I'm coming from. So the first thing that I was thinking about was um, we as Christians don't believe in the goodness and honesty of mankind. Our starting mm-hmm. point for humanity is Jeremiah seventeen nine. the heart is deceitful, desperately wicked and sick. Um, and Romans 3, that no one seeks God, no, not one. So Christians having a biblical anthropology, yes. we think mankind is twisted and that mankind um has hearts that are greedy and deceitful and prideful and a whole slew of other things that affect their decisions statements um so i don't blindly trust what a government is telling me um Mm -hmm. especially if i believe it's going against their own laws (laughs) Um, just like in the time of the revolution, the colonies were holding Great Britain to their own law. So it's not mm-hmm. that Christians should be breaking laws, but we should be mm-hmm. we have an obligation to be holding our country to its own laws. Um, that, that's what happened during the revolution. Pastors, especially, were standing up and saying um, the government has to abide by their own laws, that we can't we can't be doing something that you said is illegal. I would probably go one step further, too, and say that when they do make
1: unjust laws and unjust rulings that are against God's standard, we should be breaking those laws right? and obeying God, which that comes from Acts. That's not just... Lexi pulling that out of thin air. That's Acts in the book five, of Acts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had that written down too. Acts five twenty nine um, is a great example of a, obeying God mm-hmm. rather than man. That the di- disciple said that we won't obey you. We should obey God rather than what you're telling us to do. And then also I had written down John the Baptist whenever he was called mm-hmm. um, to Herod and said it's not lawful for you to have a woman that's not your wife. That he mm-hmm. in Matthew. 14, oh yep. um that he calls that he calls him out and, um, that he's not just blindly submitted and whatever the king's doing is fine, but he calls him out and mm-hmm. saying, you can't do this. This is not what God's law says. So Christians should hold our rulers and authorities to God's law, because that ultimately is what our rulers and authorities should be holding everyone to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. the way God designed it. And, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what we're going to talk about from Romans 13, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting too, because Christians really are the only ones that can be conspiracy theorists on that, um, on that evidence because most other people believe in the goodness of mankind. <laughs> we yeah. are unique in that we don't believe in the goodness of mankind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we believe in total depravity. So it's kind of weird that anyone else, you know what, and we have so many examples, like just read the Old Testament. The Old Testament kings were so much worse than a lot of our politicians are today. Yeah. So the fact that somebody may possibly believe that our president could do something negative or wrong, that's, that, uh, that should be so easy for a Christian to say, well, yeah, we can second guess what they're doing. Not that we can't respect them in doing so. Right. I mean, there is due process according to God's law yet again. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's pretty much only the Christian can be the conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I don't like even using that term. I, I don't know what a better term is.
0: I don't either. Um, but I think that it should be stated too that there are right and wrong ways to be a conspiracy theorist or yes. to, to, or to question rulers. Um, I think it's more um, like citizenship, like being just being a good c-
1: citizen mm-hmm.
0: yeah, to be cautious not to be disrespectful mm-hmm. or um, or to give in to unrighteous anger mm-hmm. or um, There it- were so many examples in the Majburg is that
1: how you pronounce it? The Madsburg, um Confession, where, which is kind of where the doctrine of lesser magistrates came from, where he, they were, um, I think it was like John Knox, it was an example, where the pastors were writing to some of the politicians who were just overstepping their bounds or, or putting ungodly laws into place. They were saying like, we will obey you up until the point where we can obey God. After that, we will not. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, we will be your best citizens. Christians will yeah. be the best citizens of your country. Yeah no one else can, can do that. Mm
0: -hmm. So, and I think it's important just to have confidence that only Christians have the blessing of having a God that we can go to that promises to give wisdom when we ask. So we should have confidence to know that Mm -hmm. we can search out wisdom, that we can pray and ask God to give us direction and wisdom and insight and trust that he gives that. And Mm -hmm. that we as believers also are the only people that have a frame of reference for truth and the way to view it Mm -hmm. in our life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just wanted in this episode to encourage women, because I know that this, this hasn't been something in my life that has always been the case. Um, But I just wanted to encourage our listeners to have the confidence to read articles that may seem over your head.
1: (laughs) Mm, Yes. (laughs) Yes. Really
0: to really believe that you can do research and you can understand. And if you don't understand, then follow a footnote and do further research and to, and to know that even if it takes you a long time, that you can dig in and figure some stuff out for Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and and to be cautious where you get information from and where you just believe information, but to search it out for yourself. Um, that has been mm. something for me through all of this, uh, just trying to figure out articles and what good articles are and where they come from and who is honest <laughs> journalists and who aren't. Um, I think something too we need to consider when researching is what is the person's worldview
1: who's putting out this information? Mm-hmm. Um, because just to be honest, some of the same people who are giving us these regulations for everyday life are also people who are okay with abortion.
0: They mm-hmm. consider
1: abortion to mm-hmm. just be a mm-hmm. you know a, a medical practice that's safe and healthy, and, and um, <laughs> uh, Bill Gates, an example Bill Gates, he believes the world is actually overpopulated, and we need mm-hmm. more population control, so mm-hmm. how is that going to play out in the way he is yeah. telling us to respond live to a, yeah. yeah respond to this mm-hmm. so I, that's just super, and I like what you said about the wisdom. It reminded me of a section I think it's in Ezekiel um where they had. Thrown Ezekiel into the well, and there's actually in the book, the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, they talk about the Christian's duty to interpose between, um, you know, protecting the public when the um, the the ruling class is, you know, encroaching upon their safety. So I can't remember what his name was, Ebod, I think. Um, he interposes for Ezekiel, and he goes and he says, you know, he's going to die down there. He ne- we need to give him bread, we need to get him out. And so the king basically said, okay go take care of him, give him bread. And he took care of Ezekiel and he saved his life essentially. And God promises that guy. I can't remember what the exact promise is. It's like a long life or something, but mm-hmm. God makes a promise to him as a result of his interposition. So mm-hmm. I think as Christians too, we need to realize that one, we're called to do it, but we're called to do it with promises of protection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that's So
1: awesome. that's yeah. What and I think cool. in this specifically applying that to going to church, I mean, there, there is, and will become a point and probably already is a point in some states where we need to obey God's word to not neglect meeting together, whether it be out of fear of getting sick or fear of the government, fear of being thrown in jail. Um, we need to realize God has promises for us and we need to walk in faith in those promises and go to to church if that's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. To be brave. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys, we're not like Brian was saying last night, we're not You know, people in other countries that are risking disobeying the government, they're risking it in the sense that if a cop shows up, they're dead right there on the scene. We're not even risking that, you guys. Yeah,
0: (laughs) And that's what Jared's been saying through this whole thing is it has always been a risk to be a Christian. Always. It's always been a risk. It's always been a risk to obey the Lord. Um, We have been blessed in our country for a long time that we – kind of forget that sometimes I yes. think that uh, mm-hmm. that it is such a privilege to be able to gather without fear
1: yeah
0: or can not, I just not that we should have fear at any point that's not what I'm saying but I just mean without consequence without known consequence yeah what are we gonna yeah.
1: say I was just gonna ask if I can read what the definition of the doctrine of lesser magistrates is real quick yeah. mm-hmm. um Sorry, it's like a little paragraph, so it might be a sec, but it says the lesser magistrate doctrine declares that when the superior or higher civil authority makes unjust or immoral laws or decrees, the lesser or lower ranking civil authority has both a right and duty to refuse obedience to that superior authority. If necessary, the lesser authorities even have the right and obligation to actively resist the superior authority. Mm -hmm. So, again, we're not to that place in all states. There are some places already, though, where that is. Um, that would be something that we're called to do to resist what the government is asking of us or just to ask them to simply say, look, this is not right. Please change this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think more my concern though when we were talking about this is we see how quickly people realize we could shut down the whole entire world basically. Mm -hmm. And now they're talking about a possible second wave and already making plans for next fall. Mm -hmm. So part of why I wanted to discuss this was just, people being equipped to be brave and courageous, maybe going forward into the next sickness season.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important for us to remember that our president and our government, they are representatives for us. It's, we don't, Mm -hmm. that's, it's not a king. They are our representatives. They, they work for us. I don't know if you saw the video. I was thinking about a video that, um, I can't remember, it was some governor and like a blue collar walk worker talking to him, and he was saying, "Hey, man, you work for me." Like the blue collar worker, mm-hmm. the, the governor was being super disrespectful to this guy, and he was reminding him, "Like you work for me," and and very <laughs> true. Like, like they they're supposed to be. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be our voices. Um, so, in knowing that and having confidence mm-hmm. of that, that that's how the government works we should be bold to have a voice and to have a mm-hmm. mind to in this to you know call representatives um mm-hmm. talk to whoever you can talk to your local governors um or local mayors and and people who are in authority in your town um the police department talk to whoever you can and um we have a local um i was just tell next this morning we have a local community whose uh police department just came out with a statement today or yesterday maybe that said that they will not be enforcing what our governor decided to do for our yep. for our state that they said that they will not they will no longer support unconstitutional uh, oh, that's awesome. for our area. So mm-hmm. um that's not our town, but it is a neighboring little community. And um it it was awesome. It was very brave and well stated and mm-hmm. it was awesome. And the thing is like letting small businesses open, that doesn't mean that everyone has to go to them. Like if you have an issue, if you have someone in your family that has a weakened immune system, whatever it may be, it doesn't mean that everyone has to go, but it is giving freedom back to the people. And I thought that was very brave and awesome. <laughs> so I and, too- so I just wanted to give that reminder, like there are representatives, we have a voice, we have a mind. Yeah. And they're doing, I'm curious, was there like any reaction
1: from the governor to that? Like, did you hear anything I else? Haven't heard. Or did- I haven't heard okay. anything yet. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Utah, thankfully we live in such a conservative state and specifically our County didn't do a whole lot. So I really can't imagine what some of these, some of these insane places, it must, I I just can't imagine. It must just be bizarre.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's been weird. It's been very, very weird. And honestly, I was not surprised. Um, when our governor said that we will be in till May 31st because, he is all about this and he's mm-hmm. into it. So I wasn't surprised, but, um, definitely disappointed, but, um, uh, maybe we should talk to, talk through Romans thirteen one through seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Can um, cause that's up. something that people will pull out, um, during this time and be like, Hey, absolutely. I was going to even say John Knox
1: talked about what he called the common song. How, if you ever tell someone like, no, you can resist that law. They will say, Oh, their common song is that, well, we just have to obey the law. That's what we're called to do. Romans 13 says that, but then they forget verses like Acts, which we already talked about.
0: Yeah. So Um, the common
1: song of the people.
0: I don't know if I should read this whole section. Should I read this whole section? Sure. Yeah. Just read it. Okay. Because of this, you also pay taxes for the authorities or ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed.
1: Um, I think it's important to note verse 9 even because it says for the commandment, you shall not commit murder, you shall... You shall not murder, you shall not, oh, commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandments are summed up in this word, "You shall love your neighbor as yourself." Uh, Matthew Truhella in his book, he says, verse nine references the law of God. Why? It's because the standard for knowing what is good and evil, from verses three and four, is found in God's word. It is the standard for both the public as well as personal lives of men. Paul is at this point in the passage, moving from the public, which is, are the verses you were stating. To the private matters mm-hmm. so God's word applies to the public, to the politicians, and it applies yeah. to our private lives mm-hmm. because I think that's the difference is Christians, when they start saying, well, pulling out uh, Romans 13 as a submission immediately, what is it a submission to? Ultimately, for both of those cases, it should be to God's word, not to laws right mm-hmm. they are God's word. so I just right. wanted to.
0: No, yeah, I think that's really good, that our leaders are supposed to be obligated to be honoring God's authority as his servant, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that they are there to be, what was it, I think it's verse four, for he is God's servant for your good, for if you do wrong, be afraid, uh, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is a servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Um, so our politicians are supposed to be holding up God's authority, not mm-hmm. not doing things that are contrary to God's law. <laughs> and then also not only that also then breaking their own laws that were put into place so that's the problem with a lot of this is it's it hasn't been lawful for them to be doing what they are currently doing so again we as christians and people who are living in america are supposed to be holding our governor governments to their own laws we're supposed to be making sure that they are obeying their laws obeying god's laws mm-hmm. Yeah, I think too it says um
1: there to be a rewarder of good and a punisher of evil, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, so who who gets to define that good and evil? It's God's word. So if their definition of good is actually God's definition of evil, that's something to be resisted and yeah. the flip side as well.
0: Yeah. Um I just wanna restate again. We have liberty and obligation. Um, Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. matter to make sure that we are holding representatives to the job that they are supposed to have. So anyways, that was our little overview of Romans 13, one through (laughs) seven of how this plays into all of the things that we were talking about. Cause I know that someone's gonna be like Romans 13, um, so yeah, there's that one thing that I thought may be interesting to think through because it was something that I was thinking through. Um, I was reading, uh, Samuel Rutherford this afternoon. And one thing that he says, he said a couple of times already in his book is, um, the cup, your cup, um, God mixes the cup and it is, and it does not have poison in it. And, and I have loved that analogy. Just thinking through like God is sovereign over whatever cup that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that there is not poison in it, that he is not evil in what he gives to us, um, whatever mm-hmm. we have to bear in the season. So how does how does God's sovereignty work out in our resisting government mm-hmm. overreach and all that? Um, because I thought of the scripture, the king's heart is a stream in the hand of the Lord. He turns mm-hmm. it whatever way it wills from Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Proverbs I think God also sovereignly ordains
1: means in order yeah. to preserve our good, um, Mm -hmm. be it somebody resisting a King. And so the King's heart is turned or God supernaturally giving the King a dream and the King, you know, acts according to God's word that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, I think in a way you can know for certain that suffering is good for you. If you are obeying and resisting that evil Mm -hmm. authority and doing what you're called to do, you can know for certain, but in a way it's almost judgment on you if you are not resisting the way you should be resisting and
0: yet you are still suffering. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought of it through the lenses of like God's moral will versus His sovereign will. Okay. So like God's moral will, um, that's something that's our responsibility to uphold and oversee. Mm -hmm. So if we see people who are breaking God's moral will and making decisions and decrees that um, go against God's moral will and his laws, moral decrees, we're obligated to act. Mm -hmm. So if we see people who we know God's moral law, his moral decrees, we know what that is through his word. And if we see people who are doing things that are against that, we should say something. We should say, Hey, Mm -hmm. this breaks God's law. We don't know God's secret will or his sovereign will. Mm -hmm. So in this, like, of course, God is working things, working all things together for the good. He's working all through the coronavirus. This is, this is not outside of his reach that this has all happened. Um, And we don't know how he will weave this all into eternity. Mm -hmm. But we do know through, that we can work through um, trying to push forward his moral will. Mm -hmm. That helped me think through. Mm -hmm. um, God's sovereignty and everything that's going on. Yeah. I I hope that makes sense. I feel like it was kind of twisted.
1: No, that makes sense. Okay. I think too, like from post-millennials view, this is kind of like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. This doesn't seem to make sense with what I actually believe, but in productivity, Doug Wilson had a really good analogy about, um, you can be going somewhere and have a whole family in a car, but two kids can still be squabbling in the back seat. That doesn't mean you're not going to get to that destination. Yeah. And I think that's another just really helpful thing to keep in mind when you're looking at all the actual evil that's going yeah. on, or mm-hmm. just not even evil. I mean sickness, there is such thing as actual sickness, and people have died from this. I don't want to by any means over overlook that, but the same sort of gospel help applies in those circumstances as well. It's not just um, yeah, it's not just when it's when it's fake stuff that people are making up. It's also mm-hmm. the real. Sickness and death that's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should say just in case people think that think that we don't believe. We do believe that people have been sick and have died.
1: Oh yeah, because was of the say,
0: coronavirus. I,
1: I know somebody who was in um who is a who was a nurse and he was in ICU and I actually haven't been able to find out more information, but. I know somebody, and yeah. I've said this before. Our son is technically high risk, mm-hmm. so yeah. we're not. But in in that sense, it made us look at the actual evidence even more to figure out, okay, what is really going on, and how can we actually protect our family? And mm-hmm. you know, for some people, what they need to protect themselves more is the fear and the, anxi- and the anxiety, not actually coronavirus.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so I think that's about all that I had. Do you have anything else to add?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I I think um, the doctrine of the lesser magistrates is very eye opening and it's very short. Okay. it will make you want to run for office immediately, okay. and <laughs> it will show you it it lays a really good um, case out for how we are kind of the first maybe two generations who have not believed in this doctrine or practiced this doctrine. Um, it shows you from scripture very clearly where how this was applied, but also just examples from history and. Interestingly enough, most of the places where this is still applied today are Christians in other countries who are being persecuted mm. more than yeah. we are here. So I just think it'll really light a fire for you to understand like, no, you're not just some crazy teetotaler for going out there and wanting to, you know, join some sort of a movement or resistance. Mm. That's actually for most of us, that's God's call for us. Yeah. So yeah. understand it scripturally, though.
0: Yeah. Christians throughout history, throughout the world, have done this Mm -hmm. and have had to do this for a lot huger reasons than what we are having to right now but be encouraged you are god's servant Mm -hmm. and he has you here for a purpose to uphold his will and Mm -hmm. his call and his Mm -hmm. his eternal plan for the world um Mm -hmm. so be brave be courageous seek the lord seek wisdom and act
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.